the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your man, your host with the most, John Anthony. Back from Trump Doral, hanging out with the AmpFest 2021 crew. Uh, first of all, I want to thank George Pearson for standing in for me last week. Uh, I had one problem with George Pearson standing in last week. I don't know if any of you, buy, anybody that that watched the, the live feeds, please go ahead and share the live feeds, the Rumble, the YouTube as well as the as well as the Facebook live stream that's going on right now. Please share, 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 share to all your social media contacts. I had a problem with George Pearson. Anybody know what that is? No. First of all, I have two problems with him. He wore standing right here in this seat, or standing, I should say, a White Sox jersey. Come on, man. Yeah, he did. He wore the White Sox jersey. And the White Sox. Oh, we're going to get on that. We're going to get on that. Look what he got. Uh, oh, I know. We're going to get on that. But he wore the White Sox jersey. The White Sox had, and I was told he also had a White Sox towel. But I wonder what that did for his beloved White Sox, because now they're at home vacationing with the Cub players. At yeah, this not moment. a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but I want to thank uh, my good friend Gary Franchi um, for taking us out to Trump Durrell to hang out with AmpFest 2021. I met a ton of people. Met, got a lot of contacts for this show. Uh, one of our first guests today in the first hour will be Jason Fike, who um, is really going after the uh, Section 230. We're going to be talking with him uh, shortly, actually. He's going to be calling in because, you know, he wanted to go out. And, and the, you know, he's in Florida. So what do you do when you're in Florida? You get on a boat. So he'll be out on the boat. Hopefully we don't lose any any traction with him. But, you know, Gary, thanks so much from Next News Network for you know, taking us out there, and we didn't have to pay for a thing. The hotel, flight, out there, everything, food, everything was taken care of. So I wanted to give a shout-out to my good friend, Gary Franchi. Um, but AmFest was amazing, guys. I'm telling you, just the number of people that w- w- I was able to interact with, I got a lot of people to call to now who are now going to be guests on the show. So it's going to be, just look out. This The the rest of 2021 and going into 2022, it's going to be uh it's going to be a whoo, hold on, buckle up, you know, but I want to thank my two guest co-hosts. Last time I had these two in here, I didn't let them know it. And me and Rilan kind of set up the the, the Bishop of Truth. <laughs> we set them up a few times. 
bishop, though. Look at he, he put his glasses down, yo. If you're watching on the stream, look at the bishop. He put his glasses down on it. Not today, Satan. He's ready today. Not today, <laughs> Not Satan. Not today. Come on, gotta finish. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Oh, uh, and it, I got the troublemaker himself, Ryan Galloway. And go, I'm Pat, go. You know what? Show some R E S P I C T. See, that's why I love having Hoff Daddy in here. Because Hoff Daddy will slap you down, brother. My name's not Verlon today. My name's 12. Wrong. That stands for Aaron Rodgers or the police. Wrong. Either one. Wait. Wrong. What, what you mean the police? You know what they say. You know, the nickname on the street for the police is 12. Yeah, it's not just that. What? But what, what do they put in front of it? I don't know. I just, oh, I, just, I just know that they say we don't mess with Twitter. Uh, they use a four-letter word that starts with oh, an Oh, yes, yeah. they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on, Bishop? Hey, man, all is good. I just want to give a – first of all, I'm glad to have the band back together again. Yeah. And I was expecting it. You know, when you called me, <laughs> I said, I know what the setup is. I'm going to be ready for them this week. Then I'm in the parking lot. I see them get out with this Green Bay Packers stuff on. And I say, oh, here we go again. But good to have the band back together. I just want to give a shout-out, though, at the beginning of this program to my friends and uh, family over at the Illinois Family Institute. Uh, and so I just want to say hey to them. I want everybody to go to IllinoisFamily.org, check out the things that's going on with Illinois Family. We have our big annual banquet coming up. But also I'm still working with this public school exit project, getting our kids out of these public schools. So there's a lot going on. But I'm excited about being here today to talk about some important things that we are dealing with in our country. Yeah, yeah and, and, and there's a ton of important things Absolutely. that we're dealing with. Yeah. We agree. Uh, where's my Citizen Warriors on YouTube? Y'all wake up. Get up on YouTube. What's going on with you? What's the latest with you, Valon? You know, I'm just frustrated. You know, to see how this father, I'm a father of four girls. Yeah. And to see how this father was treated. Saw that. I know, we, I know people have beat it to death all week, but it can't be beat to death enough how the school board, the sheriff's department, they treated this father, they embarrassed this father, they convicted this father, mm-hmm. you know, and called himself putting him in his place after what his daughter went through, the ordeal that she went through. Right. It, it's uh this shows what direction this country is going yeah. into and it's not it's not it's a very government. Marxist, progressive you name it. You know, it, it's it's we're there. Yeah, we're there. You know, we're there. And this is a a result of these slipping standards in the school whereby you can get a male, put a skirt on, go into a washroom, sexually assault another student, get transferred to another school to do the same thing. And then when a parent comes to express their outrage by it, you treat him that way. You know, you arrest him, throw him down and then. You know, you say take him to court yeah. and convict him. You're going to punish him yeah. instead of yeah. punishing the system yeah. that allow boys in girls' bathrooms so these girls can be sexually assaulted. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And you know what? Got to switch the topic because we got our next guest. Okay. I told All you right. he's yeah. going to come right at the top of the hour. You know, I, I, when you look at what happened to President Trump losing his Twitter, what he lost, he lost them all. Right? He lost them all. He lost everything. Facebook, right? Twitter, Facebook, no, Twitter. No, no. Um, our next guest. Uh, started the Social Media Freedom Foundation because uh, I believe if I'm reading if if, if, I, if I recall the conversation we had correctly um, down at the Trump Durrell, he had over thirty plus million followers on his social media platforms. I was one, and Facebook snatched it away from him. That's right, um, and so he started the Social Media Freedom Foundation because his his whole intent, his whole purpose, his whole goal is to revoke the protection of Section Two Thirty. And one of the things I I, I, I I peruse social media and I listen to how people explain what Section 230, I'm like, 
that's not you, you, you're teaching people the wrong thing. So I wanted to bring them on because we're there. We're at that moment where, you know, all these social media, all of these social media platforms are, are canceling out. I'm, I'm one strike away, literally one strike away from losing my Facebook page. And I'm fit to be tied. We know that Candace Owens is suing the, the fact checkers. Uh, I believe there's um, a lawsuit in Florida and Texas because uh, you can't basically take away people's platforms in these two free states, unlike it, a place like Illinois and other states. So I wanted to welcome Jason. Uh, Jason, I hope I spell you. I hope I say you a lot. Fick. Jason Fick. Fick. Welcome to Black and Right, yep. brother. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I had a great time hanging out with you. I, th- I thought you gave a masterful presentation um, at the AmFest uh, talking about Section 230. So I got you for a couple of segments. So um, I want you to first explain, because I don't think a lot of people understand what Section 230 is, how important that they sh- should understand what it is, and why you believe, as I do, that Section 230 should be removed, those protections should be removed from all social media platforms should they censor. Okay. So basically what Section 230 is in itself, um, it was a protection that Congress wrote. It's its own statute. And what they were trying to do was to allow uh, these Internet platforms the ability to protect children from harmful content. It it, it was all well-intentioned, but, of course, they say the, the road to hell is, (laughs) <laughs> paved with good intentions. True. So what has happened is is that the the scope at which they can do this sort of regulatory um, restriction, uh, there is no bounds to it anymore. The courts don't really apply good uh, good faith uh, or good Samaritan. So it's turned into essentially universal publishing action, meaning if they do anything publishing, it's lawful. Now, the thing with that is, is that they're also doing unlawful things, things that are otherwise illegal. For example, what they did to me it was anti-competitive behavior. It's illegal. And the courts acknowledged that, that that was why they did it. And then they said, well, you can't treat them as a publisher. And they dismissed it. Right. Now, that it presented a new opportunity because even though I was dismissed in the Northern District and then the Ninth Circuit Court and the Supreme Court decided just not to hear it, I clearly did not get my day in court. I mean, it's as obvious as you get, right? Yeah. So I didn't get any process whatsoever. But here's here's the thing. Most people are being told, and this is a lie, that Section 230 is somehow a protection for uh, for the First Amendment. That's ridiculous. The First Amendment was there before and after Section 230. A private entity is allowed to restrict anything they choose, but I can sue them. The thing that becomes the problem is, is the government's protection. That governmental protection is essentially, um, it's, how do I explain this? Wait, well, Jason, well, Jason, 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 hold yeah. that thought. We'll, we'll discuss more of um, the, the, you wanting, in the Social Media Freedom Foundation, wanting to revoke the protection of Section 230 from social media platforms, especially those who are censoring. Uh, we're talking with Jason Fick, founder of Social Media Freedom Foundation. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Black and Right. I did that just to see what Huff Daddy re- reaction was because he let George Pearson sing last week and told him he could sing and then and then acknowledged that I would be mad because he allowed him to sing. <laughs> Come on, Huff Daddy. That, that's not how that's not how we roll. If George doesn't sing, I get to sing. Welcome back to Black and Right on M560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the bishop of truth. Uh, before the break, we were talking with Jason Fick. Um, founder of Social Media Freedom Foundation and someone who's, I mean, taking his case all the way up to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, I, I want to allow you to, to, to finish your thought that you were having right before the break. But I also wanted you to quickly, t- I mean, touch on as well, you know, because now, uh, although the Supreme Court um, shot you down and initially, I believe the appellate court or, or the lower, one of the lower courts uh, reopened this case in some some sense. Um, so finish your thought and then give us the, the update of, as to what's happening to your case. Okay, sure, sure. So essentially what I was saying um, when we left off is is that what most people don't recognize is is that the power that is given to these private entities is essentially what's called agency power, right? It's, a, yeah. it's the equivalent of like the FEC, uh, the SEC, and so forth. They have this regulatory power, but the thing is is that if you don't get a day in court, if you don't get due process and your life, liberty, or property is restricted and protected by the U.S. government, that's a due process issue. It's a Fifth Amendment uh, yeah. issue. So where we sit right now is is that, yes, you're right. We went all the way to the Supreme Court. They didn't do anything. Um, however, four months after our, dis- our judgment was set aside, you know, our, excuse me, our, our was dismissed, uh, the Enigma versus Malwarebytes case ended, and it actually came to the determination that the Good Samaritan provision of the Communications Decency Act, which is this Section 230, does not immunize blocking and filtering decisions that are based upon an anti-competitive animus, meaning motivation. That is the exact question we asked, and that was what my entire case was about, meaning they have now just said it is dismissed, and yet it's not immune. So there's a conflict. So we filed a motion, we're back in the district court, but... Simultaneously, the Social Media Freedom Foundation is about to uh, take on a much larger endeavor, which is to say that my due process rights were actually um, violated. I I didn't get a day in court when the government allows an agent, because most people don't realize a private entity is acting as an agent under agent power, and they restricted my liberty, and they restricted my, my property, and I have no way to seek redress. They can't do that. Excuse me, sir. How you doing, Mr. Fick? My name is Verlon Galloway. This is a, a touchy subject for me because, um, okay, yes, you do have the right, the freedom of speech in this country, and you're protected under the Constitution, and so are businesses. They, they have the right to run their business how they see fit. So you volunteer your information and your body of work to these platforms. I just want to know what what gives you the right or why do you think you have the right to tell a business what they can uh, restrict or not restrict you know, uh, you just served them up just a, a perfect pitch. He's yeah, about I, to knock this right out of the park. Well, I want to know. I want to know yeah, you, why do you think you could tell them what content they can put on their platform? Oh, here we go. All right. So here you go. So I'll give you an analogy that I think will clear it up for everybody. And this analogy tends to do that. Say, for example, you walked into McDonald's, right? And you were spitting out all sorts of bad words and so forth. They don't have to serve you, correct? They, they don't have to do anything for you because they are a private business and so forth, just like you said, right? Yeah. The difference is is that Section 230 allows them to make their own rules and to enforce them. Now, what I mean by that is is that 
can the cashier in a McDonald's jump over the counter, grab a hold of you by the throat, and throw you out the door? No. no. Lately, they have been. They've got to call the. They've got to call the cops, right? And the cops are the authorities. The cops, the police, have been granted the authority. And what do they do? They trespass you. Trespassing is a law that was written by elected officials. Come on. And what Section 230 does is it allows them to make their own rules, their own law, and enforce it as if they were law enforcement. And the government grants them sovereignty for doing that. And the point is, no, McDonald's doesn't have to serve you. Facebook doesn't have to have you on, but they can't protect the company from civil liability when they restrict my liberty and my property because they're acting on behalf of a government authority. Right. But the thing is, the thing is, is you're volunteering your property, you know, yourself, your body of work to this platform and you're going into McDonald's to buy a product. You don't have to buy. They don't have to serve you. But when you volunteer right. your information, you gave it up. You gave it up to them. So, like well, I said, I think you're missing the point yeah. is they don't have to serve me. They, I don't have to buy anything from them, but they can't come flying across the countertop right. and throw me out the door by my throat. And that's what Section 230 does. Is that's, that's the deviation that most people aren't understanding. There is a process that is a private entity process, meaning, you know, Facebook, Google, Twitter, they can kick you off totally. They did it to me Trump? in an anti-competitive manner, which is illegal. It's, it's unlawful. <laughs> And the problem isn't that they did it. It's a problem that I can't seek redress. That's the government standing in as a government function. Okay. There's Jason, a difference between the two. Let me chime in here. I mean, you can help me with this because I seem to have understood that Section 230 gave these platforms protection from liability because, in essence, they weren't right. publishers. They were just the platform carrying content. And so they Correct. weren't liable That's for suit close. because of that. However, if they censor certain perspectives like censoring conservative voices and fact-checking, you know, putting these fact-check stickers over uh, other opinions, aren't they then, in essence, becoming publishers because they're choosing which pers perspective they want to push forward? Shouldn't that then disqualify them from any protections that Section 230 would offer because, indeed, they are, in essence, publishing? Is that, is, am I wrong on that? So it's not quite that simple of an answer. The, the point is this, is that the way that Section 230 came to be is because when they, they said, okay, you're going to have to act as a publisher to be able to restrict information under what's called 230C2A, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And they have one function that is to restrict ob ob objectionable, let's just skip it to that, to objectionable content. The point was is that when they act on any content on the site, they become a publisher of all of the content. So... Congress in, it just sought to keep them from being held accountable for the things that they didn't mess with, the things that they just passively hosted, and they created 230C1, which is to say you can't be treated as someone else. So technically, yes, they can be a publisher, but in a singular role, which is to restrict information as a, as a good faith, good Samaritan, and, and what most everyone has missed is good Samaritan. Everybody thinks that it's only 230C1 and 230C2A, but see, Enigma and also actually Lemon versus Snap, they finally figured out that there's something called the intelligible principle. Mm -hmm. When Congress gives this kind of statute, you know, statutory um, regulatory power. power, it lays down an intelligible principle. That's Good Samaritan. If you look 230C, protection for Good Samaritan blocking and screening of offensive material. The reason it's, it's in quotes, 
is because it is actually the articulated intelligible principle. It's right there. It's administrative law. Yeah. If you just join so, in the show, we're talking with Jason Fick from Social Media Freedom Foundation. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just wanted to let the that, people know okay. who you're speaking. I feel bad about getting so technical, but here's no, that, the situation. No, I think is, that's what's if, needed, though. If you, bear with me. Yeah, yeah. okay. So here, here's the thing. If you were to restrict somebody for your own financial benefit, let me ask you very, very simply, is that acting as a good Samaritan for the good of others in the interest of the people? No. no. Fundamentally, it's not. No. So what we're saying here is, is and what Enigma figured out and what Snapchat uh, cases figured out is, is that initially the first question you really have to ask is, did they follow being a good Samaritan? Yeah. And if they didn't, we don't have to go any further. It doesn't matter if they're a publisher or not a publisher. They're simply not acting in the interest of the people for the good of the people. Yeah. And if, But beyond that, the fact is, is that what we're saying is we're stepping back from the whole thing and saying, sure, you have a First Amendment right. You can do what you want. But the United States government does not have the authority to grant to a private entity. And we found this in Carter versus Carter Coal Mine. It's very clear precedent that essentially what happens is, is that you can't grant power to a private entity because they will inevitably um, regulate to their own self-benefit. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you guys would like, listen to this. This is right out of the Hey, hey Jason, Court, hey, Jason um, we got about 45 hey. seconds. I, wanted, I, wanted, I, don't, I want people to find out how they can help. What's next? Uh, how can people find you on social media? Because I, I really think you're a treasure when it comes to fighting back. I think you and Senator Cotton right now and Mike, Senator Lee are probably the only three that are really pushing and fighting back against Section 230. What can people find you? What What's next in the fight in 25 seconds? So socialmediafreedom.org is our site. Uh, again, that's socialmediafreedom.org. Uh, if you go there, there is plenty of information, information you have not read anywhere else. We have better explanations to it all. You can find my information on there if you need to do, you know, get in touch with me directly. But again, socialmediafreedom.org, and we'll see what this Fifth Amendment uh, constitutional challenge will bring. Jason? Man, I can't wait to you come back to Illinois. It'll come to Illinois. We get to hang out. Thanks so much for joining Black and White today. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, You're listening John. to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. Don't go anywhere. Share the links. We'll be right back. This is Black and White with John Anthony uh, on AM560 The Answer. Stop. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I swear, you should see George's eyes, man. They He had the look of death when he heard me say stop. You're listening to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon the Galloway, and the Bishop Bishop of Truth, Cesar LaFleur. What up, what up, what 12. up? Twelve. Well, oh come on, man! Is that is is that in? Are you saying it though in in in, in support of the men Both. and women of CPD? We'll talk about we'll I, talk, you know I, I talk about Illinois Chicago century things in the second hour. Uh, we'll talk more about what's CPD going on? because you know oh my, my my brothers and sisters out there. Yes. I call them my brothers and sisters out there because you know you never leave the brotherhood. Man, and um, what's happening to them is you know if you're listening, CPD officers, you know you know I got your back. Um, but I, I got a question. You know, yes, I I love Jason. I love I love you know what what's, what's been happening with you know how people are just being censored and everything. But did you guys hear anything about the insurrection that happened uh, <clears throat> October fourteenth? No, January sixth. You mean right? No, 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 no. October fourteenth. No, January sixth. Oh, January. 6th. Oh, was that? That's the insurrection. What insurrection are you talking about? Was that an insurrection? Well, that's what you tell me. I I. That's what CNN said. I thought that's I what saw, they said. But, so what? But. 
a real insurrection is what happened in Afghanistan, right? I would I, think so. I would right? think so as well. Yeah. I mean, we, we, there was a government, the military was used to take over. Listen, you young punk. CNN okay. says it was January 6th. Well, I don't do, give do not count it. The Clinton CNN. News Network doesn't matter here. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it's still, well, they, they're losing all their grip anyway, the Clintons. Yeah, they, oh, absolutely. This is, yeah. this is the party of Obama and, and his ilk. Absolutely. You know, the, yeah. the Susan Rices and all that. But you, you didn't hear about what happened at the... Um, I just want to read an article from, you know, uh, from the from the Federalist. Anybody go to Federalist.com. I'm telling you, you you you, you won't miss. You don't want to miss some of the writings that happen over there. Right. Uh, Callie Zimpo. She wrote a letter, uh, an article. Uh, I just want to quickly read this and you tell me what this sounds like. OK. Images of the insurrection are hard to stomach. Who did these lawless rogues think they were to launch an attack on the federal government? Yeah. Taser bobs flew as demonstrators tried to bar- batter their way past police lines mm. with law enforcers suffering injuries to the point of requiring hospitalization. Oh, God. Chants and obscenities rose from the mobs of radicals. Radicals. Radical. Trying to send a mass message in the form of infiltrating our esteemed government quarters with physical force. Infiltration. Listen to this. Some activists. You see how they what? change the words? You know, some Activists vandalize a building while others pin police against a wall. This rebellion against authority was short of sedition. Mm. Oh, you thought I was talking about this image where pro-Trump demonstrators, Ashley Babbitt, were attempting to force her way into where police were holding line? That's what you're talking about. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This was the October 14th insurrection at the Interior Department. What? Yeah, in Washington, D.C. But did anybody out there, did you hear about that? Did, did the media talk about that? Oh, 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 oh Trump wasn't involved. It was, it was, does Trump have to be involved in these type of things in order for people to, uh, you know, the media and all of these social media places to take notice of it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, apparently. Yeah. You need Trump, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference of they forced their way into these buildings? Uh, I do recall January 6th, they were allowed in. That's right. You know, there were a lot of places. Now, there were some places where they forced, they broke it. Now, I'm not, I'm not excusing. It, it, it was, a, it was. I'm a not excusing the behavior riot, of, right. of of some of those people. That's right. But what's the difference between what happened October 14th and January 6th? I leave it at you guys. Well, and, and what's the difference between those and then what happened during the Kavanaugh? hearing when they right. tried to knock down the Supreme Court door. Yes. Well, or what you. happened in Portland, Oregon when they what, tried to what, burn what's federal... What's continuing to happen? Right. They tried to burn federal agents alive in a courthouse in Portland. Or the 45 police officers... Minnesota. Who, thank you. De- burning and destroying... And I was I was with a person from Minnesota. That police department is still... Um, it's still burnt down. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, they're, not, well, they're not going back there. Well, Go I'm going to tell you. These people that create these narratives, they are people that either are ignorant of history... And they know they're talking to people that are ignorant of history, don't know enough history. They only, they only know about yeah. right now. Or these are people that bought into this idea that white America is trying to overthrow our democracy. They, they, they can't republic. let go of the past. Republic. They're trying to build a democracy, in my opinion. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to overthrow the constitutional republic. I, I, I think, I, you know, I know there's an argument about, you know, we are a democracy. We, no, we're a constitutional republic. And and George and I, George defended me on, on, on social media when somebody said, oh, no, we're a democracy. I get it. I get the nuance in mm-hmm. the words. Yeah. But we're governed by that thing called the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to usurp. They don't want that piece of paper, that document, to mean anything right. 
as it, as it relates to how we govern ourselves. Dude, other countries have looked to us as the example of how to build government that works. If we try it rightly, go ahead. Ask, answer me this question. All of the cases that we've seen so far, all of the issues that we fought for and against, when has that piece of paper been used to settle an argument? Oh, good question. Bishop? <laughs> wow, you, you, you got me dumbfounded for once. When has it been used to actually settle an argument? To settle an between, between who? <laughs> between any of the issues that's been before the I'll Supreme show, Court. You know how? Through the legislative body is how it was supposed to be designed to, to solve, settle the issues. Hey, you listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. I want to get into this Dave Chappelle, and I want to get into this Kyrie uh, coming up after the break. Oh, and man. guess what? Yes. I want to give away two tickets to the upcoming Freedom Initiative event. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. They've canceled people that are more powerful than me. They canceled J.K. Rowling. My God, J.K. Rowling wrote all the Harry Potter books by herself. She sold so many books, the Bible worries about her. And they canceled her because she said in an interview, and this is not exactly what she said, but effectually, she said, gender was a fact. And then the trans community got mad as she started calling her a turf. I didn't even know what the f- that was. But I know that trans people make up words to win arguments. So I looked it up. TERF is an acronym. Stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminists. This is a real thing. This is a group of women that hate transgender. They don't hate transgender women, but they look at trans women the way we blacks might look at blackface. It offends them. Like, ooh, this doing an impression of me welcome back to black and right on am560 answer i'm your host john anthony live in studio with the troublemaker and the bishop guys where i I sat more i've watched this twice Mm -hmm. because i wanted to see what the issue issues were that the trans community had with this with this um show the closer dave chappelle I thought what Dave Chappelle was doing was opening this up and exposing the hypocrisy in the culture. Because remember, he used the baby. Mm-hmm. You can go out and kill somebody mm-hmm. and, and not be canceled. And it won't hurt your career. But the moment you make one statement that the trans community or the LGBTQ community doesn't like, you're canceled. And then he, when he, you remember when he also said, I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. The black community has been trying to fight and build <laughs> for decades. And they've never gotten as far and as they got. never gotten this far. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see this as bashing that community. I saw this as exposing because Dave is a master Absolutely. when it comes to exposing the hypocrisy in culture. And John, I, I don't want it to be lost in all of the noise around it. That important point that you just pointed out is that he did highlight the hypocrisy yeah. of this group. When, when your person can go on and say that gender is a fact and you get that much uproar about it, in what world is that something you should have to apologize for to say that gender is a fact? But also the point that Dave Chappelle said the N-word on his comedy specials, uh, on Comedy Channel, and on his Netflix specials, he said N-word, N-word, N-word a million happened. times. Nothing happened. And nobody walked out on it. Yeah. But nobody got upset about he's it. He's black. I mean, you got to give him a pass but, on that. But, but still, when you talk about offending marginalized people, and that was his point, 
He right. says, you all don't mind offending us. Nobody talks about the racism in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. But the minute that we say something that you all look sideways about, then you want to cancel? Netflix people going to walk out? Come on, well, man. What, well, what, you don't, what, what, you, what you're not, what you're missing is, it doesn't matter if, the, if it's the left. It doesn't matter if it's LGBTQ, the progressives, the Marxists. You cannot it's their speak. It's their agenda. You just shut up and listen and you follow and you let change happen. It doesn't matter. What you think doesn't matter. Common sense doesn't matter. Like like what you just said, gender matters. Then why do we still teach biology in school? Just just get rid of the subject. If if it's fluid. If gender is fluid, get rid of the subject, but they still teach biology. Yeah. So it's all it's all hypocrisy. Yeah, but see, I still think a lot of people miss what Dave was trying to do. Because Everything that he said, what are they doing right now to him? Absolutely. That was the point of the closer. So so the Netflix people confirmed him by saying, we're going to walk out. Right. We're so mad at you, we're going to walk out. Right. I'm glad Netflix, the Netflix, uh, yeah. the, the, the administration, they stood with them. They stood with them, right. yeah. in which they really well, needed. If it was a bus, they right. wouldn't be with them. That's right. So there's a little hypocrisy on their behalf, too. You said if it was a, oh, if it was if it was a, a bus, bus. Right. they didn't oh. do anything. Yeah. I'm trying to push it to number one. I really am. Absolutely. I, no, which I really is, am. Which is why I think Dave Chappelle was the right person to be able to do this because he's big enough, he's bold enough, and he's not easily canceled. We're in a defining moment of of the censorship, the canceling out of people. That's right. And I think that this 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 Dave Chappelle closer show on Netflix, and I know a lot of people don't want to who are conservative, don't, you know, Netflix. I'll never look at. Guess what? This is a moment right now we're having. Where there was an individual who was exposing mm-hmm. what's really happening in our culture. Because this is a culture thing now. Yeah. The politicians have bought into it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not so much. Listen, I'm, if, if anybody knows me, listen, live your life. That's right. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not the judge, jury of how you want to live your life. Absolutely. I, listen, and I just I hate any group. I don't care what party you are. That want to silence on a person's ability to speak, even if I disagree with it. Right. Let me have a voice. Let me have my voice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not going to allow anybody to silence what I do here at Black and White Radio. I will have a voice. And if you don't like it, guess what? Call me. Let's have a conversation about what you don't like. And I think that's the most offensive part of it to me is that if you are in your mind confused and think that you're a woman. Well, you know, I feel sorry for you that you think that way. You're a man. <laughs> but don't force me to have to go along with your insanity. That's right. And don't don't condemn me if I'm looking at you and I notice that this is out of pocket. Yeah. You are a man. You're not a woman. And don't make me have to look at you as if you're sacred and untouchable. You're not sacred. You know, you, you have your issues. I have my issues. But I'm going to speak my truth. Right. And I don't have to go along with it because society says I have to go along with it. You know what I say? Change the channel. Because you don't want to mess with me. I don't care about your social media platform. If you want to step up to me in the street while we're at a McDonald's or wherever, while hanging out, and you really want to push the issue, hey, I'm from the street. Hey, I'm yeah. from the streets. I'm going to knock you out. Actually, on, Twitter, on, on, on TikTok, I saw this guy. He's part of the LGBTQ community, and he speaks to this. I'm going to see if I can get it to George, if he can load it up. Because, I, I mean, what he said was spot on. And his whole thing was, guys... This is my life. I'm living my life. Let people be able to speak. That w- words. They're just words. That's right. Mm-hmm. You listen in the black and white on M560 the answer. More about this Dave Chappelle discussion and Kyrie. Kyrie. We'll be right back. My dog is with it. You want it? Come and get it. 
Right now, return to Black and Bright on AM 560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Showrunner Jacqueline Moore calls out Dave Chappelle's transfer. Tap, tap, tap in. Um, I want to add to this conversation and hope that we can actually start a discourse about this. I'm not trans at all. However, I am part of the LGBTQ community, and um, I truly feel in my heart of hearts that the trans um, voices that are on this app are very toxic. They're very, very toxic, and they are saying things that are, A, just not true, and B, um, hurtful and derogatory to people who... Who, who want who want to who want to respect who want to love and who want to care and who want to be there and support but are being just de- just completely obliterated by very toxic trans energy and we need to be having that discussion and the reality is that there is no other trans voices that are keeping that in check and right now we're going through an awakening we're going through an absolute awakening and people are being held accountable okay um, listen what Dave said what Dave said was not untrue okay and the role of comedians is to is to bring together people around tough conversations that's what they do and it's and if you are allowed to if you allow yourself to to go there right Dave taught a lesson he was teaching come on okay Dave teaches about everything. That's right. And we have to come to a point in society where we realize, like, okay, enough is enough, guys. We have to stop trying to cancel people just because they say something that makes you uncomfortable. Come on. It's not okay. It's not. And if we are going to be canceling people, it has to go It has to go both ways. There is no way in H-E-L-L that trans women on this app have any rights to tell a woman... They aren't women, and that's what's happening on this app. I've seen it. I've seen it. They have no right to to tell straight people that that they're transphobic because they don't want to have sex with them. And that was millennial um, Spike Lee on TikToker. He's a TikToker, millennial Spike Lee. Welcome back to Black and Right. Um, Let the Bishop, church say Amen. Bishop <laughs> Troublemaker. I mean, was that like everything that what Dave Dave Chappelle was trying to? Let's have a discourse. Don't just label me and cancel me and censor me. We can't have conversations about these tough subjects anymore. Absolutely. I love that phrase, toxic trans energy. Well, I'm glad somebody from their community came out and said it. But I'm going to tell you, Dave Chappelle, he's the perfect messenger right now. Mm -hmm. But he's going to be an afterthought. They're they're filing the Freedom of Information Act against the NFL. And if the... If these emails from the owners, hey, the coaches, we we gonna, we gonna hit that the, 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 the top of the hour. Oh, top of the hour. You, you missed that. No. I thought you said when we come. <laughs> no, back. let's hit I that. When we come because, back because okay. because that's important, right? Okay. Because, because I, I think that that I think what's getting ready to happen. If we're able to go into private emails and all that type Absolutely. of stuff, yeah, that's gonna. Be I mean, private. that's. I mean, six hundred dollars. You want to know how much money I got in my bank? If, if anything, yeah, we well, gotta talk I mean, about that. Yeah. Dude, oh, we gotta explain, dude. Yeah. We are completely. We are we, Wolverines, baby. What? Mm-hmm. We we are completely at that point where China and 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 and, and their whole cabal are taking over our country. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happening over there in the ports. You know, initially they lied and said, "Oh, there's no nothing happened. Those are not containers out there." Look at what Southwest Airlines did. Oh, you know. Oh, guess what? Um, we we have a, a staff shortage. Mm-hmm. No, they're walking out because people. Weather and ATC, right? Absolutely. No, that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. People are fed up. People are rising up, and 
You'd be foolish. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at and I'm like, we are, we are at such a point in society where the right messenger, mm-hmm. somebody who really understands what's happening and has his pulse, his or her pulse, can go and take back this country. There's a bright side as we close this up. First of all, I thank God because I see that there is trouble in the enemy camp. It is. There's infighting in the enemy camp. There's infighting among leftist Democrats in the Democrat Party. There's infighting in the LGBT community. There's infighting in all of these special interest groups because everybody is trying to exert themselves and think they're the only ones who are right. But there's other perspectives. Hey, hour two coming up. We got State Senator Dan Bailey, who's running for Illinois governor. He'll be joining us. Right around the 2.35 hour. And I'm going to give away tickets to the Freedom Initiative event that's coming up uh, October 20th. If you listen to Black and White, we'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway, and the Bishop of Truth, Caesar LaFleur. Um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Twelve. All right. But okay. I want to give some I want to give a shout out 12. to Repeat, one of the new program directors. Repeat. He doesn't producers. get the respect he deserves. Repeat, what's up? Come on, c- come talk to us, Repeat. Go live, baby. <laughs> what's going on? Welcome to Black and Right, Repeat. Thank you guys. How you doing, man? You having fun back there yet? So far, I am. Thank uh, you. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't want to be on the. <laughs> he said, I'm not half daddy. I don't want to be on. But AVP, a- you've done a great job. I want you to know that. Uh, this is what I think your third time on my show, right? Uh, you're doing a great job. So I just want to let you know that. Uh, you keep talking about 12, but before we hit 12, because I see a um, a buddy of mine who's CPD chimed in, because uh, we, uh, we're going to get to Cantazara okay. and how he's been silenced. But before I do that, I, I want to. <laughs> You know, I, I saw a lot of people calling um, Kyrie Irving selfish. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's selfish. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I think I think again, people label, send these labels to athletes. You know, to, I guess to make themselves feel good. Um, I've been following him for quite some time <clears throat> as a basketball player. My son loves him. By the way, I used, to buy, I used to have to shed out a lot of money for those shoes, those Kyrie Irving shoes. I mean, they were very expensive too. So Kyrie, if you listen, send him a pair. <laughs> <laughs> but I 1,000% stand behind Kyrie Irving. I stand behind his principled approach. He's leaving hundreds of, 100, 100 plus million dollars on the table. And listen to what he said. And I thought, I thought this was, I'm like, who wouldn't get behind a person's right to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Check it out. In order to be in New York City, in order to be on the team, I have to be vaccinated. I chose to be unvaccinated. And that was my choice. And I would ask y'all just to respect that choice. And I am going to just continue to stay in shape, be ready to play, be ready to rock out with my teammates, and just be part of this whole thing. What what, what was the one word that stood out to y'all in that? And his, what he just said? He said, respect my choice. Say it again? Respect my respect choice. Respect 
respect. We've completely lost the ability to respect a person's opinion because, and I'm sorry, social media really has brought on that a lot mm-hmm. to where you, you can get, you know, people dox you and they do all these things to you. I stand with his right. Where would give me one instance with what he just said? Listen, I got to play. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep myself in shape. You know, I, I choose. That's my right. That's my choice. Where, where was he wrong? He wasn't wrong. But you got to understand that we're living in a time. No, no, no. That's the problem right there. I got to understand that. Yeah, no, and, yeah. I, and I don't have I to don't understand. Have to understand it, right? No, Absolutely. but oh, you're gonna understand no, when Joe not. Biden is president. I'm not that we're in the, we're in a time of safety. So in in the interest of safety of your teammates, safety of the fans, safety from the spread of disease, you have to be vaccinated or you don't play. Two things, real quick. Kyrie Irving isn't sick. And there's no trace of the virus that's been detected in him. Right. 99% of the league is already vaccinated. Correct. So where is well, the game? Well, they right, said 99%. 99%. Right. right. 99% of the players are vaccinated. You still don't understand. The unvaccinated is hey, the hey, reason why. It, the you know it. It's not about the safety. You know it. It's about control. That's what it's exactly. about. It's about control. And here's another observation. What hurt me is that here's a man who's made a personal decision about the vaccination. The you know it. He's a principal. It's called the you know it. We don't say that word on here. What? The you know We don't it. say jab or vaccinated it's anymore. Called, oh, the you, you know, know it. it. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Come on, man. So the you know it. But here's a guy, Eugene Robinson, a black man who writes for the Washington Post. I was going to bring this up. Called his decision pathetic and dangerous. Yeah. Here's a black man who took a principled stand where he's putting something on the table. Like Dave Chappelle walked away from $50 million to take a stand against comedy, uh, the Comedy Channel. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a black man who's leaving money on the table to so take what? a principled stand. But wait a minute. Here's another black man telling him, get back on the plantation. You want to know Fall why? in line. You want to oh, know here why? Here we go. You want to know why? Because you got to understand. Here we go, guys. It's in well, he keeps it's telling in, us we got to understand. It's it. in the right. interest right. of society, the public. You are unvaccinated. We already know there are breakthrough cases. Uh, they want to stop the spread. A new word they, they came up with. They, they want to stop the spread of breakthrough cases. So you, as the unvaccinated, you're the problem. You are the problem. Uh-oh. And he this you is up. victim this- shaming. I'm this is victim shaming. I'm instigating. Ooh, I'm, getting calling you to, I'm getting ready to roll up my Uh-oh. sleeves and lose my salvation. Yes, I am, I am not the problem. You're shaming the vaccinated. You're unvaccinated and you're shaming <laughs> the vaccinated. Look at Vela. He's serious. Well, they should be ashamed if they put their faith totally in Uh-oh. that vaccine. Come on now. And, and there are people who are principled. See why I brought them you know, they, they are, Here's a man who says, I'm healthy. I'm in shape. It's a 99% survivability when it comes down to this thing. 99.9. 99.9% survivability. I'm in shape. I'm going to get on like like Joe Rogan the other day. I got it. I had it for a while and I got well. You're tested today. You can catch it tomorrow. But still, it's my decision. (laughs) If you're vaccinated, you took the shot. If it's protecting you, why are you worried about me? I'm not sick. Because you still can give it to someone else. I can't give it to you. Yeah, guys, time out. Say that again. Which one? (laughs) If you if you got the you know it, why are you concerned about? Why are you me? concerned about me? Because, because why? Because if you got the you know it, why are you concerned about me? Breakthrough cases. I don't give a, a, a created name. What? I'm sorry. I don't give a crap about that. That's I don't. the problem. I'm done with it. That's I'm the done. problem. I'm done and, and with it all. At all. I'm you don't done care with about the safety. I don't give a crap. You know what? Stay home if you're scared. Because we've allowed the politicization of fear. And that's all it is. Fear and control is pushing these narratives. And we got these politicians who understand it now. And they're taking over. I'm done. So answer the question, though. If Kyrie Irving is not sick 
and there's no virus detected in his system, and 99% of the league is already vaccinated, how is he a danger to anybody? Boom. Because he can get sick at any this. time. Well, people this. with the vaccine are getting sick. But we're believing- Because of the unvaccinated. Don't blame that on the unvaccinated. Wait, wait. Right, right. He really is an intellectual danger. <laughs> but, 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 but I thought the CDC, uh, the little short man, the Napoleon complex man, I thought they always, they all said, if you got the, you know it, you, you don't worry about the people that were. That's what they said at first. But once the breakthrough cases no, started once, happening. No, once, the, once they realized people weren't going to get to New York, you know it. They had, as my boy Nick Richmond says, they had to move the goalposts. Yeah, they did move the goalposts. That's course. true. Of course, that's all they're doing. How I many? 14 days to flatten. We've I mean, been. 14 okay. days to flatten you're have going gone back to, to the beginning. You're missing my point. Because guess what? In order to understand where we're headed, you got to know where we've been. We, this is where it's 14 days to, to flatten. Now we had, what, 500, how many days now? 500 some days? Whatever I mean days. A year and a half. Yeah. However many days that is. Guess what? It's time out. Listen, if you want to go get the Unio, I, I, got, I always say this because I, I'm, I got to cover myself. If you want to go get the you know it, go ahead. Go ahead. Guess what? I'm, I, I, won't, I won't come after you like you come after me because I, don't, because I will not get it. I will not get it. I will not get the you know it. I'm saying that today. My kids will not get the you know it. Come at me. Joe Rogan asked the people the other day. He says, I had it, got over it. Now I have antibodies, naturally occurring antibodies. I have immunity. Uh, 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 yeah. And so I have this immunity, immunity that's greater than the immunity from the vaccine. So now why are you saying that I still need to go and get this vaccine? Because it's control. It's control. That's all I've said all the time. The mask, they were controlled. You know, every, first, wash your hands, wear a mask, 14 days we'll shut down, Diaper. and, we, you're right, and, we, and we're going to be okay. Now we're taking the vaccine, and they're talking about two masks. You're yeah. still wearing a mask. Hey, but, but hold on. Greg, Greg from LaGrange makes a great point. Uh, Greg, welcome to Black and Right. What's your point? My point is, it, it's Kyrie Irving's right to take it, and, and Kyrie Irving has had the benefit of a lot of time to see what the side effects of these shots are, and... They, he is like any other person using his free will and his reason and his common sense to say, I can hurt myself by doing this. I just want to see something better come out. And I am willing to take myself out of making a lot of money to put myself on the side so I don't infect anybody. But the problem is. Somebody said that this is about safety and, and safety in America. It's nothing to do about safety. It's not about it, safety. It, it, it's all about control. That's what it's I see. It's all about breaking us down. It's breaking you guys in the booth down. It's breaking everybody outside here down. Everybody has a choice. If if he wants to even test, I would be anti-testing because what's the point of getting tested? Greg, let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Real quick. Are we all in this together? Absolutely, no. Berlin. Absolutely. Nope. You, you sit up in this green Packer nope. jersey and nope. want to right. ask that question. Right, it's a Packer fan. You, you already, <laughs> wait, living in Indiana, living in Indiana from Chicago, wearing a Packer, you confused anyway. So, hey, Greg, thanks so much for calling. Appreciate your your your, your perspective. Um, yeah, no. You know what? We're not all in this together. And that's that, that kumbaya, let's, we're all in this together. That's so deceptive. Dude, it's, it's, and it can be used for so it much. It manipulates. Guess yeah. what? Time's up. You listen to Black and White on M560 Answer. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. 
It's black and right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it. I want to I wanna, I wanna let this I'm play. Blind. I love this song. But I'm only human after all. Repeats on the board, not you, Joy. After all, don't put your blame on me. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560. Did you hear what that man just said? Don't what? put your blame on me. That's it. You That's para- it. paranoid about some <laughs> virus. Don't put your blame Come on, on me. What you got to say about that, Verlon? We elect leaders to lead, and that's what they're trying to do. The Volantos are a hook and misses. You're going to lead me over a cliff? You're going to lead me into fear? No, lead me to freedom. As the bishop jabs with that's his left. Right. We get what Uh-oh. we deserve. Volant with an uppercut. That what, what, we elect the politicians <laughs> that we do. Well, then you deserve <laughs> the Joe Bidens. You I deserve, deserve those individuals right head now. If you're watching the, the stream. Would you instigate it? <laughs> Bring peace to the table. Uh, no, no. We're in the time of war. There's no peace right now. We're all in this together. There's no peace. Oh, there we go. No, I know we ain't. Okay, if we're all in this together, what's happening to the FOP Lodge 7 president, John Cantazara? The judge shutting him down, can't speak. Can't shut me down, can't shut me. Guess what? I'll speak for him. It's ludicrous Mm -hmm. what's happening to him. It's ludicrous what's happening to the men and women, not just in, in police, but the men and women who wear our uniform in the military. Somebody said, well, hey, they gotta get all type of shots. Yeah, but how long has has how long has the the the, the science so called mm-hmm. been how long has, has how long has that been um, that's been verified through decades, testing decades, decades decades. You're putting something in them that they have no clue. They still find out what they put in there every day. They're finding out new stuff yeah. every day. Oh, so, we didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. So, I love the clapback that uh, President John Cantazara um, did towards. The, the mayor and, and all of those who who were upset with him. It's about 49 seconds of this. So I want you guys to listen to this. And at the end, I'll just say it now because I may forget and Georgia yell at me. At the end, he holds up a sign that says, John Contezera for mayor 2023, I think. <laughs> listen to what he has to say, though. All right. This is going to be a super short video. We just had a court hearing about the city's temporary restraining order to prevent me from discussing the vaccine policy. The judge granted the temporary restraining order, so until Monday's hearing, follow-up hearing, I will not be able to speak anymore on the policy, any way, shape, or form, in either way. So, with that being said, everybody has to do what's in their hearts and minds, whatever that is. But I will just leave you with this. Policy starts at the top in this city, and it has proven time and time again that the top of this city's policy needs to change. With that being said. And that's when he's holding up the sign that says, John Cantazara. Enough is enough. For mayor of 2023. But see, see here's, here's my problem with this. He's the president of the police union. Mm-hmm. I know a thing or two about collective bargaining, right? Mm-hmm. Now, none of this was collectively bargained, that these officers would have to take the you know it, right? Neither was it collectively bargained that they that it could be mandated mm. from the government's perspective in the collective bargaining. See, this is how they bust open collective bargaining. And as a as a as a, as, as for, especially for police officers, they cannot strike. And they, what they're trying to make it seem appear as if 
John was calling for a strike. He was not. Mm-hmm. He was defending and protecting his union members, mm-hmm. which that is his function as the president of FOP Lodge 7. That's his job. That's it. Now, you may not agree with what he did and how he did, but that's his job. That is his function. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But, George, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. Did not the president of the United States get on TV and say to the police that we depend on you? It's time for you to step up and take a bullet for us. What? You said that yeah, today, he, right? Uh, they was at the uh, law enforcement memorial thing or whatever mm-hmm. today. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but uh, he said something along the lines of, we expect you guys to stand up and, you know, take that bullet. And that uh, Joe Biden has no idea what police officers do. No He's idea. been surrounded by Secret Service and Capitol Police for too long of his life. For what, 50 years now? Close to 50 years? <laughs> so, but think about that. Think about that. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing that they take something he didn't say and t- turn it into something that they said he said in order to be able to, 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 to hem him up. He never did call for a strike. He never. Never did. In, in fact, I think I heard him say, show up. But he was just telling them, don't upload your personal information into that portal. But now, who has the biggest bully put in the world today? What's a bully put? B- Billy, bully pit. I'm sorry. Bully pulpit. Bully pulpit. Packer okay, who has, who has the biggest well, you, microphone you in You got to know how to speak in order to have a bully pulpit. You, you're talking about the president of the United the States. The president of the United States. So his message will go a okay, lot further. Okay, wait, time out, time out. You're the president of the United States? Yeah. You're talking about this president? This who, one right here. Hold on. This one right here who was just in Illinois, right? Yeah. The guy that said this. Speaking in Illinois right now. And the Ohio, Pennsylvania, the Ohio, Pennsylvania. That, Pennsylvania. that bully pulpit. The, uh, the, uh, the Illinois president, uh, of the, uh, Don Harmon, State Senator Laura Murphy, State Rep. Uh, um, Martin Mo- uh, Mo- Moylan. And uh, we got great paper leaders here, too. That, that, that bully pulpit? Tim. Where's Tim? <laughs> Tim, 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 get it out. There you go, Tim. Push thank it you. out. Thank you, pal. FLC. I like hustle and flow. And Jeff Eisen. Brother Carpenter's and uh, Don Finn, IBW, uh, and uh, and Robert Ryder, Reader, Reader, Chicago Federational Labor. And folks, uh, that's how we beat COVID 19. By- what, what the you know, hell? Listen, how do we beat COVID 19? I, I might mess up a word every now and then, but I don't do that. You ain't bad. that bad. I, I ain't that bad. Oh my uh, God. Let, let's go to the phone lines. Michael, oh, 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 oh read, read what he says. Michael, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, the, uh, the judge's decision against John Catazzaro provides yet another example of why I'm glad I am not white. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, what are you, Michael? <laughs> oh, African-American. I know. I know I'm just messing. You called before. 20 years. Yeah. But uh, the, I, I, the idea that a, a, a Cook County judge, or rather Crook County judge, Crook County. can deny someone's freedom of speech is a total outrage. And I can only imagine what would happen if a similar if a judge had done the same thing to anybody female, yep. uh, minority, yep. or gay. Yeah, we know that, that wouldn't that's happen, a Michael. Total outrage, Michael. Listen, you and I both know that wouldn't happen. I mean, all, we're all black in here, right? Yeah. We know that that would not happen. Yeah. If 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 uh, command, uh, Superintendent Brown was was in the reverse roles with Cantonzara, that would not happen. They would not shut him down. Uh, the black community, black caucus, none of them would have allowed that to even uh, even be considered. The moment Lightfoot came after a black a black guy who was there, he he would have had support. So that'll see a question. Thank you, you so much earlier. for calling, Michael. When do we use the Constitution to settle disputes? 
Yeah. When is something an objective truth? Is this a First Amendment violation? It, it, do we have a First Amendment? I mean, is it is it there? It's it's slowly le- d- 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 diminishing. <laughs> yeah. So we can't look into that anymore then to be able to say, how, where, where do I get the right to be able to have my opinion or to voice right. my opinion? No, that's right gone. here. In the, the, okay, so that no longer matters. Yeah. Not under the auspice of oh, safety. There you, go. There you, you know what? So where's the you insurrection? You say that word safety one more time. <laughs> I'm going sh- to kick you right out of that door. But we're living under that tyranny right now. Yeah, we're living under it because people like... People like with like, your thought process, like you. you people, you people, put your head down and endure it, and come out on the other side. You know what? We are trained Marxists. There we go. That's all you can do for <laughs> the Blondes next year. Train for the next year and about two or three months, you got to put your head down, tough it out, and come out on the other side. Hey, I, I can't do that. If this doesn't motivate you to vote come in twenty two, come on. Nothing will. I, I I definitely agree with it. I definitely agree with that. Hey, did you all hear that Democrats are afraid that Donald Trump is going to steal the 2024 election? They're they, setting it up. They say they're afraid that he's going to steal. And then I, I just started laughing. I'm going, I thought we couldn't talk about that. Steal an election? Isn't that what he was talking about in 2020? Yeah. And you all call it the big lie? Yeah. Well, it's, And remember, they said he stole it in 2016. Okay. They did. I want to ask a question. How? He is not on any platforms anymore. You, know, you can't say Russian collusion because nobody can donate to him anymore. So how? Well, how they can't this? donate. Uh, well. You can still donate. Look, they're still trying to impeach. Not online. Still, so they're still impeaching uh, him. Yes, his, his website. <laughs> he has that one? website he has. Yeah, that way he's sending out all of his um, press releases. Yeah. Okay. He has a website where you can you can donate, and I've actually reached out to see if I can interview him. Oh, cool. Why not? Oh, man. Do Why that. not? Do that. Don't come to Chicago, Donald John Trump. <laughs> be interviewed on Black and White Radio. I that, think that'll be awesome. Ama- I want him in studio, though. He's got to come in studio. That would be so cool. Oh, man. His pipe dream, but, you know, who? Yeah, brother can dream, right? Never know. <laughs> you have not because you asked That's not. true. That's true. I know you guys are waiting on those tickets. It's coming up. Uh, I'll be talking with... We'll, we'll be talking with State Senator... Candidate for Illinois Governor Dan Bailey Bailey, after the break. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to the Black and White Radio. Are you guys okay? There we go. Um, as you guys know, we've been talking about everything that's wrong. I even saw our next guest with a post actually talking about what we were just talking about with John Cantanzara. Uh, he was also, I saw a video of him a couple weeks ago. He was downtown he just eating with some friends. And I'm like, wait a minute. What time is it? What 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 happened? Why is why is State Senator Darren Bailey on the news talking to reporters? Well, it was a shooting literally right down the road from where he was sitting having dinner. Wow. Uh he's the senator of the fifty fifth district. Um he, he, guys, let me tell you, if 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 this guy is is is, is selected in this primary uh, I think he's going to give Governor um, J.B. Pritzker a run for his money. Yeah, State yeah. Senator Dan Bailey, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, good afternoon. We fully intend on removing J.B. Pritzker from uh, from office, so yeah. absolutely. So, what's, so talk to us, update us, because, I mean, 
I have been watching social media, right? And I'm like, do you, have you created some clones of Darren Bailey? Because <laughs> one minute I see you down in Springfield, the next minute I see you in Chicago, then I'm seeing you in Rockford, then I'm seeing you down deep further south. Um, give us an update. How's the campaign going? That's what we do, John Anthony. I got to laugh every time someone asks that question because I usually follow up. Well, have you ever asked someone running for office how it's going? And they told you, well, it's just really going terrible. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I offer proof. You know, you, people can talk the talk all they want, but uh, it's time to find, find some people who, who are walking the walk and putting their money where their mouth is. And, and this grassroots movement across the state is just, I mean, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. It's the fuel that fires uh, my campaign. It's the fuel that fires Cindy and I. So, uh, you know, our calendar stays booked, uh, you know, 30 days out. Uh, got got you know private meetings with just individuals and groups and 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 then have public meetings and just got through walking in the uh, uh, Illinois State University homecoming parade oh, wow. and, and uh, just amazing amazing reception through the parade and and anyway headed back down south to, to our part of the world to the Marion County uh, Republican Women's uh, Lincoln Day uh, Reagan Day dinner and I mean that's what we do so. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, that's, that's, this is the same kind of time I put in. If I was working, uh, you know, when I was working full-time on the farm, uh, this, this is what I do. And I'm just blessed that uh, our three sons, uh, you know, have the farm going on because uh, with our 10 grandkids and one on the way, uh, we've, got a, we've got a mission and a passion to get Illinois under control so that, I, you know, so that the future is safe. Uh, for our children and our grandchildren. And I think that speaks to everyone that's listening. Absolutely. Senator Bailey, this is Cesar LaFleur, the Bishop of Truth. And uh, yes, sir. as you know, I've been a, a, a longtime pro-life advocate here in the state of Illinois. And currently I'm yes. working with the Illinois Family Institute dealing with public school exit. And right now in Illinois, there are some very serious issues facing our state uh, concerning both of those areas, the pro-life, the, the, the right to life area and the education area. So my first question to you, I know next week there's a veto session. Uh, in Springfield. And one of the things that is on the uh, docket, Planned Parenthood is trying to repeal uh, the parental notification law. And so what's your thoughts? Weigh in on that. What do you think should, uh, what's your perspective on the parental notification? And and what would you do well, as governor in order to be able to push back against the attempt to repeal something as important as that? Oh, absolutely. No, if anything this disgusting is passed, I mean, this is our, this, this is our children we're dealing with and, and, a, and an organization like Planned Parenthood coming right out of the depths of hell. I think people are waking up to this nonsense. Now, with that being said, what I cannot figure out, other than just uh, you know my Democrat friends just being absolutely blinded, uh, why anyone uh, would take on or, or desire to, to pursue these avenues. I'm going to be honest about it. Many of the conversations that I'll have, I'm going to be shocked if this bill uh, you know makes it through. I, I really am, because I think the Democrats as a whole – have done enough damage. I think they are aware of that. Governor Pritzker himself knows that he never. He, I don't think he ever dreamt that he would be in such a vulnerable position as he is now. And I believe that the people of Illinois are going to seek his removal. I think it's going to happen. But parental, you know, as a governor, uh, first, absolutely first item that uh, that I intend to crack is uh, you know taxpayer funded abortion. You know, we can take care yes. of that uh, uh, swiftly. I believe and. And uh, then just slowly begin to, to, you know, educate people and bring about awareness, get the church to wake up and provide alternative ideas until 
where there is no more murder of uh, innocent life well, in the state of Illinois. Well, well, that is so good to hear you say that because we felt so betrayed by the previous governor uh, signing HB 40, making uh, uh, taxpayers have to fund abortion. And also there's the issue of, uh, of, of homeschooling. Uh, wh- what are you going to do to protect Illinois homeschoolers from a government takeover? And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. We're with uh, State Senator Dan Bailey, who is running for the governor of Illinois. And we do want to talk about that. We want to talk about this uh, this right to be able to make decisions about our children and their education, protecting homeschools and church schools. Dan Bailey, we have more about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Black and Right radio program with John Anthony. The Bishop of Truth is here. That troublemaker sitting over there in that Green Bay Packer outfit. <laughs> and we'll be right back in a few moments. Stay tuned, everybody. Don't go anywhere. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Black and Right Radio. And right now we're on the phone with State Senator Darren Bailey, who's running a tremendous campaign to become our next governor here in the state of Illinois. And Senator Bailey, before we went to the break, I was asking you about uh, choice in education. What steps are you prepared to take as governor to protect home educators and faith-based schools from government interference, which we know is coming soon? Absolutely. And I guess, again, I challenge people to... uh not just listen to what the candidates say, but to take a look at what they're doing and what they've done. So uh, my wife and I, uh, after I served 17 years on our local North Clay School Board, uh, God opened a door for us to open up Full Armor Christian Academy. So it's home to uh, almost uh, 400 students preschool through uh, high school. So competition's wow. good. Uh, I will be a staunch advocate. I have been a staunch advocate of the voucher system. You know, it's a shame that the, our children, if you know, you asked me about abortion. So if their lives weren't, aren't at stake, then it's their doggone futures are at stake, you know. And, and interestingly enough, I want to point out to people uh, this SB 818, yes. uh, this mm-hmm. sex education bill. Right. It, it, this was uh, when, when, when I listened to this on the Education Committee in the Senate, uh, we had a debate for about an hour and a half. And every one of the questions, the senator that was carrying the bill, he didn't answer one question. But Illinois Education Association and Planned Parenthood, they are the culprits that are behind this bill. And they are the, uh, you know, I do not understand why our uh, children are, are under attack the way that they are. So, so regarding, uh, absolutely, should the voucher system, the money should follow the child. If you're not satisfied with your school, if your school is failing, uh, then your tax dollars should follow you to where you feel comfortable educating your children, no doubt. How do you do? How are you doing, Senator Bailey? This is Verlon Galloway. Um, I want to ask you: Have you been watching the polls? I want to know where do you sit in the polls between you and the people that you're running against in the uh, in the primary? Well, I appreciate you asking that. We actually performed uh, one of our own polls uh, some time ago, and uh, I was uh, had me up in the about the thirty four percent. My nearest competitor was eight percent, and the two other other candidates were a three and two. We sat on that information because that was our information. And a little bit longer, we had another group, uh, Chicagoland uh, a group, contact us and said, hey, we've uh, got something you might be interested in. And, and uh, they were able to share their information. And that's the, uh, some of the, the pollster information that we released. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say where we sit right now, I feel assured of a Republican primary of victory. 
And, uh, you know, you've just about got to be with Cindy and I as we travel the state to understand that we are equally assured of uh, victory over Pritzker. People are everywhere we go. People are showing up and they're saying, uh, you know, I, I've never been to a political event before. Uh, every week, literally almost daily, the people that donate and the people that buy merchandise on our website, when we go back and take a look at who they are, uh, almost daily there's a hard Democrat involved. And, and, and like I said, uh, for the for the family and the friends and the supporters that travel with Cindy and I, they they witness this, and you just uh, you can't explain it except just for a, a grassroots movement and a move of God to restore integrity uh, to government here in Illinois, and that is the mission that we're on ultimately. Thank you. Well, I just want to say to you, best of luck, may the best man win, and just do me one favor: if you are ultimately chosen. And you're standing on stage across from that this guy that we have as governor of Illinois. Don't pull any punches. I mean, because Democrats go there, they play dirty. I don't want. I, I'm not saying play dirty, but hit them with every fact, <laughs> every fact. Well, truth. That's what we got on our side, and, that, so and uh, I stand for truth. So you're right. Yeah. So and so, we will be there. So so um, if you're just joining the show, we're talking with State Senator Dan Bailey from the 55th district. He's also a candidate running for governor for the state of Illinois. Um, I know one thing about you, Senator. You support the men and women in blue. Have you been, I, 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 I believe I saw, I don't know if it was on your personal page or the campaign page, where you made comment about what, what you saw with the judge silencing the FOP president, John Cantazara. What are your thoughts on that? And if you were governor, uh, what were some of the things you would do to make sure the men and women who serve our, our streets and some of the toughest streets as well. Um, what would you do to make to ensure that they're protected? Absolutely. And John, you're familiar with, you know, my district, the Southeast of Mount Carmel and down to Grayville. My family area. And when we, yes, we have communities, you know, in Grayville right now that has no police officers. They've uh, three of uh, the, the four uh, police officers uh, several months ago, one joined the uh, county, and, and the other three have uh, jumped across the, the state line to, uh, to Illinois or to Indiana. So, uh, no, we have got to get rid of these uh, ridiculous bills that have been passed oh. the first of this year, and rest- you know we got to re- restore integrity to our police officers. We give them the authority and the ability that they need, and that's what I hear a lot. Even yeah. when I'm up in the Chicago area, people want to be protected. They're, yeah. they're they are they're scared. So. So the, the situation with Chicago, uh, send in the state police, send in the National Guard. You know, let's not forget, uh, yeah, Chicago is a home, room, uh, home rule city, but our friends in Chicago are also citizens of the state of Illinois, and they deserve an equal protection. Amen. So, yeah, so I, I find it appalling. You know, yesterday morning I put out a, just a simple post and, and asked the state to be praying for the Chicago Police Department. I, I want to be honest with you, I did not dream that a judge would come out and uh, and issue a gag order uh, uh, for for John Kitazera. I, I don't. I do not understand that. I don't. It's got that has got to be uh, uh, unconstitutional, legal. And if anybody to stand up and fight that, uh, the Chicago FOP, yeah. the Chicago Police Department, and John uh, are the perfect candidates to push back. And I stand. I stand not just behind having yeah. their back. I stand side by side then. And Senator, where can people, where can people find you? Uh, I'm sure you've got a couple of events coming up, especially up in this, up in the Northern area of uh, Illinois. Where can people find you? I, I, you got about eight minutes, eight seconds. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bailey for Illinois.com. Bailey for Illinois. Go there. Look at our calendar. Uh, if you can, you can Thank sign you. up as a volunteer. We'll be right back. So yeah.
<laughs> oh, oh, say it again. I'm sorry. Say it again. I'm sorry. Bailey for Illinois.com. Our calendar, everything's on there. Bailey for B-A-I-L-E-Y-F-O-R, Illinois.com. And then check us out on Facebook. All right. State Senator Dan Bailey, candidate for governor of the state of Illinois. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm getting, look, you got to get into the studio now. You keep, you keep calling me. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker and the Bishop of Truth. Uh, before I go to the phone lines, I want some. I want you guys, I want to give away two tickets. <laughs> look at the lighter. I want to give away two, uh, one, two um, VIP tickets to our event coming up um, this Thursday, October 20th. Uh, a chance to meet David Harris Jr. Um, get your book signed with him, picture signed with him at a VIP reception. Uh, first person that puts on my Facebook black and white page. If you tag the word Finn, hashtag it, F-I-N. First person, F-I-N, you get VIP package ticket, two VIP tickets to the David Harris event. Uh, I'll be watching. I'm watching you right now. So don't go and say, you know, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm first. I'm first. I'm second. Go ahead and do it. And I'll give you the tickets. And while we're doing, while we're waiting on that, uh, I want to take a call. I won't say who this person is. I'm sure you'll be able to tell uh, when this person starts talking. I'm not going to even say the person's name. Um, welcome to black and right. Unknown person. <laughs> <laughs> Although I know who the person is, unless the person wants to say who they are, I will I will not uh, reveal their identity. Welcome back to Black and Right. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh oh, what's going on with your voice? It's stress. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, stress. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, but how are you? I'm doing well. With the line of work you're in, and especially where the line of work you're in, I'm sure it's very stressful right now. What What did you want to talk about? So I just kind of wanted to just um, make sure that I clear, clarify a few things with the whole John Catanzara thing. Yes. So the media, of course, is trying to spin it once again. And the mayor herself is trying to spin it and state that he is telling officers to disobey. He is um, trying to uh, get us to strike. One, as a former police officer yourself, you know that we cannot strike. It right. Has. That is part of our contract. Correct. Um, anything, any conditions of employment for Chicago police officers are to be negotiated, which is why we cannot strike. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, John is speaking on behalf of the members that he was put into office to protect. So I just wanted to make sure that people understood that clearly. Um, if anybody has followed John in the past, John is vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the point they leave out. He is not unvaxxed. He is not an anti-vaxxer. A lot of us, such as myself, I've been on the police department for 24 years. It was never a condition of my employment getting on this job. I am already well-vested. I have five years before I can legally retire because of the insurance. I also have lupus. There have been no studies, zero studies. You can look at lupus.org on lupus patients stating that this vaccine itself is safe for lupus patients. Yeah. They are making they are making assumptions yeah. based on what they have, which of course they're not. And, and, and Shelly, Shelly, we, we Shelly, we only have a few seconds to go, but I want to let you know 
that you won that VIP package. And that wasn't set up. I promise you, you're the first person that, that put it down Yay! here. F-I- hashtag F-I-N. So you'll be joining us with um, David Harris Jr., uh, f- founder of um, FIN, Freedom Initiative Now, um, Nick, Nick Richmond. <laughs> Nick <Great>. Richmond. Thank <laughs> you so much. So we'll make sure uh, you get it. All right. And again, um, the judge who put the gag order on Tatanzara used to work. She is affiliated with um, Lori Lightfoot. She was head of Department of Justice yeah. prior to being mayor. Shelly, that so music I means I got to go, but I'll talk to you later. Uh, you're listening to Black and White, right, guys. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, go get your tickets uh, for the David Harris Jr. event, October 20th. I hope to see you there. I'll be emceeing. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 